Good morning. Ain't it good to be in God's house? Amen, amen. Please forgive me for being a few minutes late. I told Sister um, Judith this morning, I haven't talked to adults this week, and so I'm just talking and talking. And, and Sister Amanda, thank you for being the town crier this morning and keeping me on track. I appreciate it more than I can say. It is good to see you this morning in the house of the Lord. You saw um, shoebox items, the, the different um, announcements that were scrolling, I hope. Shoebox item for the month of September. And can you believe that September is half over? That is, it's just unreal. But um, a doll or a ball, something that will fit into a shoebox, um, is, uh, is our item for the month of September. If you've been reading Pastor's newsletters, and I hope that you have, if you do not, if you've not given her um, your email address, uh, so that you can log on, uh, please do so because there's some really cool things that she keeps posting every week that I have enjoyed and has been a blessing to me and I hope will be a blessing to you if you have not. Um, but this next first Sunday meal for October, we will be having a meeting. Um, food will be supplied that day. It will be kind of a working meeting. She will keep uh, a, a timer to keep things moving just for some projection and um, and kind of casting a vision and some things that we want to do this coming year for the Lord to make this um, this coming year very productive for the Lord and part of her vision she's talked to me quite a bit but part of her vision and her focus is everybody being involved and um, that everybody be a part um, because we've all got a part to do. If you belong to the Lord, if you call yourself a Christian, if you don't, before this service is over today, please um, make Jesus your Savior because that's why he came. That's why, uh, that's why we come to church, to be rejuvenated and charged so that uh, we can go out and be a witness and, and help other people come to know who Jesus is. Um, this morning, though, have you, you've heard the expression, busy as a bee? You've heard that expression? Okay. Um, our faithful helper today, Gretchen, thank you so very much, has passed out to everybody a little piece of candy this morning. It's a bit of honey. Did everybody get one? If you didn't get one, raise your hand, and she'll be sure to get you one. And if you eat it before church is over, ask her for another one, um, because I want you to keep it this week kind of as a just as a visual, something to keep before you. Um, we know bees mostly, we, you think of honey when you think of, of bees. But a bee's lifetime is about three and a half years. And in that three and a half years, a bee makes a total of one-twelfth of a teaspoon of honey. Now, the little bitty teaspoon that you stir your coffee with uh, it takes 12 bees their whole lifetime to make one teaspoon of honey when you think about that it's like whoa when we think about being busy as a bee we're talking 42 bee hours or man hour, uh, years to make a teaspoon of honey 
Um, but that's not the most important thing that bees do. Um, your pastor is, uh, she's kind of a, a bee fanatic. She loves bees. Rhonda's nodding her head. She's probably talked to you about it. Um, because bees are very, very important. They um, pollinate, and without bees, we wouldn't have any vegetation. We couldn't eat. You know, the, the fruit, and she has said this before, but these things this week, as I was thinking and studying on these things, it's like, whoa. You know, even, even the, if you like, if you're a meat eater, um, that cow or has got to eat something, and it has to be pollinated in order for it to eat. So no matter what it is that, um, that's going on in our universe, bees and insects that are pollinators are extremely, extremely important. A bee can fly. 12 miles a day and during that time a day he can pollinate he she can pollinate up to 10,000 flowers a day now we're thinking about being busy as bees I'm going somewhere you all if you're wondering <laughs> because pollination is an essential part of reproduction um, and all life depends on pollination I'd like to encourage you, myself, us, to be pollinators of the Word of God. Because unless we're reproducing ourselves, kind of like the extinction of bees and insects, there is none. But the Bible teaches us that, um, that the gates of hell will not prevail against the church of God. Not Church of God Cornelius, but the Church of our Living God. Amen. And sometimes, you know, we think that what I'm doing is not a, worth a whole lot. But each one of you, each one of us, are extremely important in pollinating the Word of God. And with the ten thousand flowers that um, a bee would would pollinate, don't really care what kind of flower it lands on. You and I don't need to be too selective about who we share the love of God, the sweetness of God with from day to day. Galatians 6 and 9 reminds us to not be weary in well-doing because you will reap if you faint not. It's good to see you this morning in the house of the Lord. Stand and let's go to the Lord in prayer. Father, we thank you this morning for who you are. We thank you this morning, Lord, for your goodness and your love and your mercy. We thank you this morning for the sweetness that we can feel and experience the Holy Spirit today. We thank you, Lord, this morning that each one of us, dear Lord, have been chosen and purposed, dear Lord, to do our part for the kingdom. Help us, dear Lord. God direct and strengthen, move, dear Lord, in this service today that everything said, everything done, Lord, would be for the upbuilding of your kingdom. Lord, help us today to be serious, dear Lord, to be busy as bees, Lord, spreading the good news of Jesus, to be busy as bees, Lord, showing kindness and love to those, dear Lord, that feel downcast. Help us, dear Lord, to keep our focus, O oh Lord, on our purpose and our mission and, Lord, the thing that you have called us to in these last days, God, we give you thanks and praise today.
the name of Jesus we pray. Amen, amen, amen. Praise the Lord. Worship the Lord this morning as Gretchen comes to minister to you. Like a 
Amen. God's good, isn't he? He is so good, and I love him today. It's good to have you in the Lord's house this day. Amen. A pastor there uh, celebrating the wedding anniversaries, 10 years. Praise God. Amen. And uh, so they'll be with us next time. And uh, But I'm good, glad to see you. Look at your neighbor and say, you're looking good. Oh, you're looking good. You're looking good. Amen. Praise God. Hallelujah. You know, the Lord's been good to me. I'll tell you, sometimes I think about it, that he's probably been better to me than anybody else because I know what he has done for me and how he's blessed, how he's strengthened, how he's moved. He's guided day by day. And, you know, even after the, the experiences with the Lord to be saved, sanctified, and baptized in the Holy Ghost, uh, those are great things, and that's steps that you make in the kingdom of God and for His blessing. But day by day, He keeps right on doing good stuff. Sixty-eight, nineteen. David said in Psalm, David said that the Lord daily loadeth us with benefits. Praise God. Benefits. What's the benefit of having that car? What's the benefit of having those power windows? What's the benefit of having this little computer on What's the benefit? Every day the Lord gives me some benefit that helps me be a better me. Praise God. Thank you, Lord Jesus. And I love him today. I wonder if there's somebody else that you would stand up and brag on the Lord Jesus Christ this morning. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. Sister Julie, were you about to brag on? Bless the Lord. Amen. Thank you, Lord. God is good, isn't He? Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. He is a good God. And you know, there are too often we forget those blessings and we don't brag about how God opened the door, how that God blessed, and how that He made a way when there was no way, how He fixed my car. Yeah. <laughs> I pastored a church where there were about five, I think, ladies in that family, sisters, and. Um, so therefore, they didn't know a whole lot about uh, fixing up that Ford, fix or repair daily Ford. Uh, they didn't uh, know much about those things, but um, broke down one time on their car. And they got outside the car and just started praying. They got back in the car and went on their way. <laughs> Hallelujah! Praise God! Hallelujah! Now, I don't know how... Listen, and we'll get into that in a little bit in the message, but I want to mention that since I'm on that same church. Uh, there were a lot of trees behind the parsonage. And let's clean out those trees and carry them down to the pulp mill and, and sell them and, uh, for the church. And So we did. But it was a slope, and it rained some, and it was smutty. And I remember the one time we had it loaded down. That had a Jeep pulling this big old uh, trailer, and and loaded down, and we started spinning in the mud. Well, 
the two of us that were there at that time got out and prayed, got back in, and moved on our way. Now, a couple of days later, we were in some of that same kind of mud, spinning those wheels again. We prayed, and nothing happened. You ever been there? You ever been there? Praise the Lord. Well, I want to tell you, God sees everything we go through. He knows everything that's going on in our lives, and He will help. Amen. Oh, David said, I will bless the Lord at all times. His praise shall continually be in my mouth. And then he said, let us exalt the Lord together. Let us magnify him together. Would you do that this morning? Let's exalt the Lord. God, you're good. We love you. We thank you for your goodness. And we bless your name here today. Amen, 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 amen. Now, today you may miss uh, someone standing here because I'm going to try uh, my best to do a song over by the piano. And so we won't have anybody standing here. Those that are watching, it'll be done in just a little bit. Maybe you'll hear me on the microphone. Uh, but I'm glad you're watching. I'm glad you're here in the pews today. I'm glad most of all that the Lord, He is here. Amen. Hallelujah. Praise you the Lord, praise you the Lord, praise you the Lord. Bless his name. Oh, when I think of how he came so far from glory, came to dwell Such as I to suffer shame and such disgrace on Mount Calvary, take my place. Then I ask myself this question Who am I?
wonder what I could have done to deserve God's only son. He'll fight my battles till they're hallelujah. Who, who am I? Hallelujah, hallelujah. Welcome to the Cornelius Church of God. We're glad to have all of you with us this morning. Um, if we have any visitors, and I don't know if they're visitors or if they've not been here in 400 years, or I don't, I don't know. Okay. Glad to have you back with us this morning. I hope you enjoy the service, that you'll come back and be with us again. It's time to receive our tithe and offering if our usher will come at this time. Brother Jordan, will you pray over the offering, please? Receive this love, give, and would you bless, Lord, according to your riches? 
old saying is don't leave home without them. So I, I need them to read a little bit. But uh, And I, when I use the computer at home, I'll walk off and have the glasses still on my head and forgot to took them off. But uh, you pray for me this morning as I sing, please forgive me. sleep is gone, the heart is full of sorrow. I can't believe how much I've let you down. I dread the pain that waits for me tomorrow. When the sun reveals my broken dreams scattered on the I need your grace to make it through. All I have is you. I'm at your mercy. Lord, I'll serve you. Until my dying day, help others find a way at your mercy. Please forgive me. I can't believe the God of earth and glory would take the time to care for one like me. But I read in the Bible that old story, how he pled for my forgiveness while he was dying on that tree. Please forgive me, I need your grace to make it through, all I have is you, I'm at your mercy, Lord I'll serve you, until my dying day, help others find a way at your mercy.
job. I love that song. It says everything, don't it? I heard a, a, a pastor say to me one time that God loves you as if you was an only child. He said, that's how much he loves you. Because you think, how can God love all these people? And knows everybody. But he said, and you know, that stuck with me. And then I, I, then I would think of, in the time we're living in now, with all the sorrows and the pain that people are experiencing, you know, sometimes as a Christian, it gets almost hard to smile. But then, since I'm an only child of the king, I go to his word, and it's written in red, and it's my favorite verse in John 14, verse 1. He says, Diane, let not your heart be troubled. You believe in God, believe also in me. For in my Father's house, there's many mansions. And he says, I'm going to go and prepare a place for you that where I am, there ye be also. So what, that, that will be the verse, that little verse right there, written in red, can get us through anything. I mean, there's, yeah, there's times that I feel like that I can't go on. And then that little voice says to me, let not your heart be troubled. Because he's, he made this heart. And he could keep it. We just got to let him. But there's much to pray about. Still remember my sister. Uh, she, I think she goes the 21st for her procedure. But she went Thursday. And she has gotten so much better. And she told me, she said, you know, I believe God's healing me from the inside out. And I said, well, yeah. I said, you know that prayers changes things. So when she got to the to the hospital where she has to go, they they told her, they said, you look better. You And she says, I feel better. And the doctor said, what do you think has made this change? Even though her heart is still the same, she's still only pushing out like 25%. It's still doing that, but he says, what What do you think is the change? And, of course, she didn't want to go, which with me, I'd have say, praise the Lord. Amen. <laughs> but she said, I don't know, but I feel better. And uh, so just keep her in your prayers that God kept her for a reason. And remember Beverly and Danny, her mother she called me yesterday on her way back to West Virginia. Her mother, they found that she has lung cancer, and she's 96 years old, so I don't think they're going to do anything. But uh, Beverly's been home all week in West Virginia. She come back for one day to fix Danny's pills up for the week. So, you know, this is a lot of stress and strain on her, too, so remember her. Now, do we have anybody on this side that, has a prayer request?
is her name? Susan? together in prayer. Heavenly Father, we do thank you once again for the privilege, oh God, that you've given us to come before you. We praise Lord and ask that you have your way in our service. Bless every heart, meet every need, touch and draw us all closer to you. God bless, I pray, I pray, I pray. Every name that's been called out in your hearing, Lord. I ask you, God, today that you would reach down your healing hand. Touch those, God, that has been called out this morning. Touch those in the hospital. Those that's been sick. For you list us. For Susan. Oh, God, that you would want to. Wilhelmina, whatever. God bless her. You know her name. Lord, Lord. I pray, God, that you would undertake in every need. We thank you for the praise, for the reports, God, that that you've answered our prayers.
God is good, isn't he? God is so good. Look at all them cards. I hope I can keep them in place where they belong and open them at the right time. Uh, be bad to open them at the wrong time, wouldn't it? Bit of honey. What a thing. Busy as a bee. That is so good. Boy, that's good. There's a life-related learning there. Busy as a bee. And we think of that occasionally, busy as a bee. Um. I want to remember that. I want to remember, uh, I don't know that I mentioned it anymore during the message, but uh, our mission 
and it's on the wall as you walk out to your left. Now, the vision is on the back, and you'll find that in Acts chapter 2, where the, I'm sorry, chapter 1, isn't it? That he, <laughs> that we're going into Jerusalem, Judea, Samaria, the uttermost part of the world, and spread the gospel. Just tell somebody. And how have I been doing on that? Uh, grade yourself. Nobody else needs to grade you or me. Just grade yourself. There's two things before we start in Acts chapter 9 and verse number 12 for today. That'll be the starting point. Don't know where we end up, Brother Mike. Uh, if I can get me another mint here. <laughs> Praise the Lord. <laughs> um, two things are that I believe it's tomorrow that uh, somebody may be approaching that senior citizen. You know, uh, they change it sometime. It used to be 55, and Hardy has given out so much free coffee, they've moved it to 60. I don't know if that's the reason or not, but 60. So, uh, Tony, in a few days or tomorrow, is going to have a happy birthday, and he may be close to that 60. I don't know. He very well. <laughs> oh, okay. A well, happy birthday. Hey, man. Amen and amen. <laughs> oh, it's good. I tell you, the Lord is good. He is good. Now, the next thing, before we go to Acts chapter 9, and when we look at it, we'll understand that Pastor mentioned this verse about a uh, month or so ago, maybe two months ago, and boy, it hit me when uh, when she said it, and and so I've been working on something for that at this point. But the second thing is this. It is about prayers. I told you about what happened. Uh, the Jeep was stuck. We, we prayed and we got out and the next day or two prayed and it stayed there. Now, I know that hasn't happened to any of you, but, but I had, I mean, it happened to us. But we prayed the same kind of prayer. We had the same kind of faith. And it's st stuck right there. We were traveling to somewhere, Tennessee or wherever, and we had a, uh, a van. It was a, uh, one of these, uh, it was a huh? conversion van. And we had a grandchild with us, uh, I, at least one. We might have had more than one, I don't know. And we're going through, uh, you know where the gorge is? They call it the gorge. And a lot of twists and turns and going down. And, and that's a bad place to break down. Well, guess what? A sputtering and a jumping and a carrying on like I didn't know what was happening and cut off. And so we get off to the side of the road. And... Um, we're a long ways back and a long ways forward to get to any kind of help at all. So we prayed, and Kayla prayed with us. She was just a small child. And in a little bit, turned the key, and it fired right up, and we got on our way. I thank you, Lord. Now, 
Brother Mike Hager, I want you to understand something. People do what we do sometimes. And a mechanic or someone said, well, the problem was vapor lock. I don't know what vapor lock is. I, uh, I mean, I think I might could get a basic uh, definition of it, but vapor lock, that's what it was, preacher. <laughs> I said to that person, I said, I don't care if it was vapor lock or if God sent an angel from glory. It started up and we were gone. So understand this when we talk about prayer today. Bottom line is up to God. I mean, there's some uh, qualifications and qualifiers along the way, and we may touch a few of them today. But know this, prayer is power. <laughs> oh, prayer is power. Man Lyles played the guitar in my home church many years. Many years he was there, not a Christian. Brought his wife, she was a dedicated saint of the Lord. But he brought her, played the guitar with us and the music, and never knew Jesus Christ as his Lord and Savior. And we love Man Lyles. We appreciated him and his work and bringing his wife. So we together as a church, and we did this as a unit, as a body. We didn't do it individually. We said, as a body, Man Lyles, we're going to pray that you can't eat or sleep until you give your heart to God. And the, the man got saved. He gave his heart to the Lord Jesus Christ. Understand this, that whenever prayer begins to work, people's lives are changed. <laughs> God moves mountains and he blesses individuals. Uh, prayer is, and prayer is relationship with the Lord. Conversation with the Lord. Uh, having a conversation, the way that you build relationships uh, is conversation, being together, having fellowship. Let's go eat some uh, pig ears and, and uh, let's have some sliced applesauce with it. And, and you're fellowshipping and you get to know one another and, and you get close. Hallelujah. Praise God. I've heard some people say that when couples live together, they start thinking a little bit alike. Long enough when they're married and live together, and and my wife can hardly wait, you know, for time to pass. Nine and eleven of Acts chapter nine verse eleven. Get more. <laughs> Hallelujah. And the Lord said unto him, Arise, and go into the street which is called Straight. And inquire in the house of Judas for one called Saul of Tarsus. For behold, he prayeth. Behold, he <laughs> prayeth. Amen. Well, this is not what Ananias had heard of before because. He was one, Paul was, or Saul at the time, was one that had orders from the high priest and those of that day to put people into prison if they were 
uh, worshiping God, as they were preaching the gospel, the good news of Jesus. Many were slain uh, of those that he brought uh, before those kings and priests. Uh, uh, but now we see uh, uh, that Jesus says to Ananias, you go uh, and pray for him uh, in the street called Straight. Uh, and uh, you asked for one named Saul. Uh, and he began, I imagine I would, I, and I imagine he must have, uh, began to get a little bit anxious and say, wait a minute, is that the Saul that puts people in prison? Uh, is that the Saul that has caused many to be put to death? Uh, is that the same one? And so I'd be nervous, Brother Mike, uh, about going to pray for Saul. You reckon he'll put me in prison? Uh, if I pray before him, uh, hallelujah, and pray for him. Uh, but isn't it amazing that one so wretched, and Paul himself later calls himself the chief of sinners. I was worse than anybody else, the chief of sinners. Uh, but by the grace of God, Oh, he changed my life. <laughs> Hallelujah. Isn't that wonderful? Uh, I don't know how mean or how bad you were. Uh, and looking across this congregation, uh, probably Sister Powell was the meanest of all. Uh, but isn't it great uh, how that the grace of God, uh, the love of the Lord would come down uh, and touch a person's life and change them? Uh, oh, my how about that? Now they're headed for hell, uh, but when Jesus comes, uh, they turn and they're headed for heaven. Uh, hallelujah. Thank you, God. Uh, it's amazing it can happen. And so now here's one in that case that is praying. Wonder what his prayer is all about. Wonder what his prayer is all about. Uh, how do we pray? How fervent, and you'll have that word come to us again uh, before this service is done. Uh, how fervent is our prayer? How diligent are we? Uh, how much do we want it? Uh, it's amazing to us uh, uh, how that maybe uh, for six minutes or three minutes or two minutes, uh, sometimes 37 seconds is the time limit on our prayers. It's not long, is it? We can say everything we need to say to God in just a little bit. How many of us, how many of us have knelt before the Lord and called out to Him fervently and been there a while? How long has it been since we stayed just a little while with the Lord? Wonder what He was praying. Sometimes we pray and we don't even believe that God is going to do what we ask him to do. Sometimes we're praying for nothing. I, I've been reading a book that said that a lot of people don't pray at all. Isn't that amazing that some people never pray? I, but let something tragic happen, I, and they'll begin to call on the name of the Lord. I, let something happen at a hospital I, or, or death or something like that, I, and then people think about God in those times. I, otherwise, we're busy as a bee, aren't we, doing the things we want to do and maybe even missing church to do some of those things. Oh, that wasn't in my notes. I'm sorry. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. So let me see if I can get started here in the right place in Matthew. If you'll turn with me to Matthew chapter 6 and verse 9. So sometimes we know, well, what shall we pray or what we're going to talk about? Uh, uh, how much are we going to pray? How long are we going to pray? Uh, 
and uh, is God going to answer my prayer? And sometimes we wonder about that, and so we don't even pray occasionally. Here's what Jesus said in Matthew chapter 6 and beginning in verse 9. And if we'll open our Bibles every day and pray this prayer and think about it, it'll help us along the way. And after this manner, therefore pray ye, our Father which art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Now we don't have time, Brother Mike, to stay there, but listen to that. Isn't that wonderful? Our Father which is in heaven, hallowed, hallowed be thy name. How great is our God that created us and made us. And we could spend a little time there. Thy kingdom come, thy will, thy will be done in earth as it is in heaven. Now, I know that we the broader uh, thing is that in this earth, Lord, down here on earth. Uh, but I am earth, uh, so in this earth, Lord, let your will be done in my life. Uh, Lord, what is it that I should do for you today? How can I act and do your work today? The next verse also will help us in that area. Give us this day our daily bread. Lord, what is, not today, Lord, give us ham and eggs and, and uh, toast and, and, and coffee. Yeah, that's okay. God knows you have need of that. Uh, but understand, He's asking you and, and, and me uh, for us, what is it that I can do for you today, Lord Jesus? Uh, what is my daily bread? What is my daily course? Uh, who do I talk to today? Who can I encourage today? Who can I bless today? Uh, who can I send a text to today of encouragement? Uh, one of those things that are on the wall out there. Uh, uh, how, Lord, can I be a blessing to somebody here today? Give us this day, our daily bread. Where do you want me to walk? Who do I need to encourage? Who do I need to ask them that they know Jesus Christ? And forgive us of our debts as we forgive our debtors. Now, we really don't have enough time for that. But Brother Mike, listen to what he's saying. Forgive us of our sin or debt as we forgive those that are indebted to us for sin against us. Oh, my. Lord, do the same for me that I do to them. And what we're saying in essence, God, if I can't forgive my brother, then God, don't forgive me. You say, preacher, they saying that. You read it again. You study it. You look out for it. And follow down even later on when he says those almost those very same words. How is it that we expect God to forgive us when we can't forgive others? Oh, well, he hurt me. Praise God. There's none of us been hurt like Jesus Christ uh, when they pierced his side and plucked his beard and, and spat upon him and put a covering over his face and slapped him and said, Who was it uh, that slapped you? Don't you know who it was? Uh, can you tell me? Uh, amen. Uh, we have not gone through the things uh, that our lovely Lord Jesus went through uh, that we could have life uh, and have it more abundantly. Hallelujah. Praise God. Forever, So we've got to forgive others uh, before we should expect that God will forgive us. It's in the Word. And lead us not into temptation, 
but deliver us from that evil or that evil one. For thine is the kingdom, and yours is the power. Didn't we say prayer is power? Prayer is power. And yours is the kingdom, yours is the power, and the glory forever. Amen. And of those few verses, if you'll analyze them and read them every day or quote them, uh, memorize them, say them over and over again each day, uh, it'll help us uh, to be a better Christian. Uh, Amen. And we won't have to worry about so much uh, about what it is to pray about. Uh, although that will come, and we'll mention that in a little bit. Uh, but understand, go through this. This is what is called the Lord's Prayer. Now, the Lord's Prayer is actually in John chapter 17. Now, this is the disciples' prayer. This is what the disciples were supposed to pray. And David said something like this, morning and evening and noontime, I'm going to pray and pray. Oh, glory, I'm going to praise the Lord. And then again in 119, he said, seven times a day I'm going to Praise the Lord. And then later we see him saying, Oh, I'm going to praise the Lord with hands lifted about the things that God has done for me. And so if we would recite this about six, seven times a day and praise the Lord, and then also that we might recite in Psalm 113, the first two or three verses, it'll be a great thing for us. It'll be helpful for us. Going back to something Pastor said, you're counting one to ten. Well, when we got to two, she said, say, praise the Lord. Amen. Praise the Lord. It'll stop your counting, don't it? Amen. If we'll praise the Lord, it'll stop what's going on in there. If we'll, Don't you know that he said about his children of Israel, he said he inhabits the praise of his people. You want God to be close to you? Start praising him a little bit. You want God to be close to you? Start worshiping him and praying and having conversation with him. We need to understand that we must pray on earth or we will never praise in heaven. Now, I understand throughout the Word there's, there's reasons why. Maybe that you feel like that you won't get the answer that you pray for. Because I remember he, do you have faith? And the man said, I believe, Lord, but help my unbelief. I believe you, Lord. I believe you can do anything. But help that portion there that might show up. Help that little bit whenever it gets a little. Praise the Lord, sister said, once in a while it happens, doesn't it? Uh, you don't feel good. You don't feel excited. You don't feel like uh, David when he said, I feel like running through a truth uh, and jumping over a wall. Praise God. Sister Dean, how long has it been since you felt like jumping over a wall? In Luke, in Luke chapter 18, verse 1, the Bible said, I would that men pray always. I would that men pray always and faint not. Does that sound familiar? Sounds like what Pastor said last week, doesn't it? And when she asked us to read 
Isaiah chapter 40, and so I did. I, but the only reason I did, I wrote it down. If I'd have went home, I, I'd have forgot about it, probably wouldn't have read it. I, but I wrote it down. I saw the note there I, to read it. And, and one of the areas I, right there at the end of the chapter I, that she concentrated on a lot was I, that those that wait on the Lord shall renew their strength. He talked about those that wait on the Lord, they wouldn't faint. And here in Luke, he said, I, I would that men pray always and don't faint. Keep right on praying. Don't be weary in your well-doing, but keep right on doing. Amen. Amen and amen. Keep pressing on. First Timothy 2 and 8, the Bible tells us that I would that men pray everywhere. We ought to pray everywhere. There was a young man in a grocery store that I worked at one of the church I pastored years ago, many years ago. Uh, trouble was going on, <laughs> difficulty. And he knew about it. We are going to lunch, and we were passing by the cart at the Bilo. It was at Bilo Big Star. Big Star. Big Star. We we're, were about ready to go out the door to have our lunch break. His grandmother comes in the front door. Oh, Grandma, would you pray? And now he wasn't a Christian, but she was. And uh, Grandma, would you pray? The, the preacher, he knows there's a struggle, and he needs your prayers. Uh, and, and guess what? Grandmama thought it meant pray. Let's pray right now, and let's pray everywhere. Right there, the buggies right in the front door of a big star. <laughs> Hallelujah. Amen, a dear old saint of God called on the name of the Lord. And Sister Sugar, I didn't know what else to do but pray. So I prayed with her, raising hands and worshiping God there in the front of Big Star. It doesn't matter where you pray. Hallelujah. I haven't prayed, I don't think, necessarily on a, an elevator, but I have said praise the Lord a lot on the elevator. In fact, I've emptied a lot of elevators. In 1 Thessalonians 5, 17, the Bible said, Pray without ceasing. Don't quit praying. Keep right on praying. Praise God. I wonder if I've watched more NCIS than praying. I wonder if I've watched more football than calling on God and presenting my case to Him. Amen. We need to be excited about prayer and fellowship with the Lord. <clears throat> Hallelujah. Hallelujah. There are a lot of people that ask nothing of God, but sometimes some people that ask, they don't even believe what they're asking for. Oh, my God. Then verse 25 of that same chapter of 1 Thessalonians 5, he said, Brethren, pray for us. Hallelujah. Praise God. I remember uh, Wade Horton, one of the greatest men that we've had in the church of God. One of the greatest. Uh, say one time there are some people uh, that they're a little bit leery of saying, pray for me. Pray for me. Thinking that, well, if you've got to pray for me, there's something wrong. Uh, he said, brother, if that, uh, he said, I don't care. He said, put me at the top of the list. Pray for me, Holly. Glory. 
Amen. I want somebody to pray for me. I, Brother Mike has a little paper sometimes that he'll write names down. I, there's nothing wrong with you, friend. I, there's nothing wrong with us I, having a list of names. I, well, we want to pray for that need and that need and pray for that person I, and that person and have a list because often I'll forget sometimes. I, but if we write it down I, and lay it before the Lord, I remember many times in the Word of God I, that they would lay out that request I, right on the table. God, here it is. I, this is what I need. I, this is how I need. Glory, this is how I need your help, Lord. I, here it is. I, they need, and, and, and Brother uh, said, put me at the top of the list. Pray for me first. Hallelujah. If you don't have nobody else or you don't work, hallelujah, pray for me. And I can tell you, you need to pray for me. Romans chapter 12 and verse 12. Rejoice in hope, patient in tribulations. Brother Mike, you need to be patient. Because Luke tells us, in your patience, possess ye your soul. Patient in tribulation, continuing, continuing, continuing instant in prayer. Hallelujah. Instant in prayer. I've gotten phone calls before that say, pray for me. Okay. Well, I'll write it down. We're going to pray next week. My wife gets a phone call occasionally, and they say, pray for me. She says, let's go. Praise God. Instant. Continue. Instant. Let's do it now. Let's go ahead and get the prayer started. Amen. You know how people used to have prayer chains. Prayer chains. When's the last time we had a prayer chain? Now, of course, we do call people from time to time now, and we'll say, pray for me and pray for this request and that need. Amen. Prayer is important. Hallelujah. Psalm 122 and 6, pray for the peace of Jerusalem. They will prosper that love thee. I tell you, God's people need to be prayed for, and the peace of Jerusalem needs to be prayed for. What do I pray for? We've, we've already mentioned always, everywhere, and pray for Jerusalem. Pray for these things, and the Lord's Prayer, or what we call the Lord's Prayer. And then the telephone number. We know the telephone number of God, don't we? In Jeremiah 33, 3. Let me cover this up. Call! I did wrong there, didn't Let's see, we don't have anybody attending it, so we can't turn it down. That's okay. Maybe I won't do it again. Amen. But call unto me. God said, call unto me. Call unto me. And I will show you great and mighty things which thou knowest not. Glory. Somebody needs to jump over the church with this preacher. Praise God. I know it's different. I'm standing behind the pulpit, and I'm not walking down the aisle, but they say you can't see me when I'm doing that. Praise God. Pray. Call on God, and he'll show praise. I'll show you great and mighty things which thou knowest not. I, what I believe to be the golden text of the Old Testament I, in Second Chronicles 7, 14, he said, If my people which are called by my name. Now he said, my people, my people, my saints, my called out ones, uh, 
will humble themselves. You've got to humble yourself. And he said they need to pray. And he said they need to seek my face. Uh, we are too busy seeking the hand of God. God, give me, give me, give me. God, give me, give me, give me. But he said, seek my face. He said, then will I hear from the heaven. I will heal your land. And I will forgive your sin. Hallelujah. Talking to God, praying is fellowship with the Lord, getting to know Him better. Amen, amen, and amen. <laughs> Hallelujah. Now, some of the verses in real quickly. Matthew 7, 7 and 8. Ask, and it shall be given unto you. Seek, and you shall find. Knock, and it shall be opened. Now, Luke 9, 11 and 9 tells us somewhat the same stuff. John 14, 13. Of course, Luke 11 and 9, and if you go all the way down to 13, it talks about if, if your friend or your child were asked for a piece of bread, would you give them a stone? Huh? If they asked for a fish, would you give them a serpent? If they ask you for an egg, would you give them a scorpion? Hallelujah. Crazy preacher, what do you mean? No, I wouldn't do that. And then the Bible said, no, later in that same chapter, he said, all right, then if you being earthly, you being carnal, know how to give good gifts unto your children, how much more shall God of glory Give the Holy Ghost to them that believe. To them that believe. Praise God. Ask and you shall receive. Listen, we rehearse these scriptures over and over in our mind. Asking God to do it for you. Asking God to do it for you. And then when it's not done. Boy. We've got a lot of questions then, don't we? Sort of like in the scripture. God who sinned, this man or his parents, that he was born blind? Well, before he was born, where's his sin? Now, David said, We're born into sin. Lord, what happened? And the Lord said, Well, it's neither. It's so that I can so that I can show my glory. God knows how to bless you. In fact, I want you to understand Matthew 6 and 8 before you start the Lord's Prayer. Matthew 6 and 8. The Lord knows what you have need before you pray. Before you ask, God knows what you need. Now, we might visit this one again. I don't know, Brother Mike. But sometimes we get a little bit... Uh, 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 we have a problem with need or want. Of course, Sister Sugar is going to quickly say, David said, the Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. Amen. Matthew 21, 22, and all these things, whatsoever you ask in prayer, believing, ye shall receive. Believing, believing. I know some of you got a little upset with the preacher. Probably, probably when I said, you know how to get rid of doubt? 
believe. Sounds simple, don't it? You know how to get rid of doubt? Believe. Believe. Oh, I'd believe if I could see the lame to be walked. I'd believe if blinded eyes were open. I'd believe if one was raised from the devil. This is a Ray Loftus quote. There's some people wouldn't believe if they'd see a mouse eat a bell of hay. Hallelujah. Show me this. Folks sitting right here before our eyes today, standing here before you, uh, is one of the greatest miracles, the most wonderful things uh, that has ever happened, uh, that Jesus Christ would take a life uh, that was wretched uh, and headed for hell, change him uh, into a new man and a new person, uh, but a new life, amen, uh, on my way to heaven, uh, hallelujah, and like to sing once in a while like Brother Ball sang uh, uh, that he he said I don't smoke don't drink I'm not an alcoholic don't want no part of sin no matter what you call it I've got a lot to thank my Jesus for don't you have a lot to thank you Jesus for Hallelujah Hallelujah Mark eleven twenty four therefore I say unto you what things soever you desire when you pray Believe that you receive them, and you shall have them. Amen and amen. Now, here may be one of those qualifiers. This might be one of the qualifiers, John 15 and 7. John 15 and 7. If you abide in me, if you abide in me, and my words abide in you, Ye shall ask what you will, and it shall be done unto you. If you abide in me, and my words abide in you, ask what. See, that's one of the qualifiers. Well, you say, what are you, what are you talking about, preacher? Well, let me try to help you here just a little bit. I did this to a young lady many years ago and um, she got mad with me I mean real mad oh there it is I, I put it at the bottom instead of the top oh I pray I was trying to get her to come to church her mother would come to church but she wouldn't <laughs> I pray I said listen to me 931 of John says this now we know, now we know that God heareth not sinners. She got mad with me. Well, I guess she would, you know. You calling me a sinner? Well, if the shoe fits, if the fruit bears it out, if there's witness there, if you don't go to church, if you don't read the Word, if you, if you don't have a relationship with God, oh, I pray. Yeah, there's a lot of people that pray. There's a lot of folks that pray. But when it, the Bible says plainly, Now we know that God heareth not sinners. But if any man be a worshiper of God and doeth his will, him he heareth. Him he hears. Amen. We know that God 
don't hear sinners. And she, she got a little upset with that. Well, thank you, Jesus. <laughs> now, another verse, James 5, 16, confess faults. Confess your faults. Confess, Brother Mike, now confess your faults. Don't confess your sins necessarily. That's up to you. But if you say, well, I, there's some things you tell some people, they're going to tell everybody. So if it's a sin, you're in trouble. Confess your faults one to another. And pray one for another that you may be healed. The effectual fervent, the effectual fervent prayer. Well, I don't know what time it is. Is it 11 o'clock yet? I have no idea what time. If I'm at 11.25. Tony, you've got to hurry up. Goodness. Well, I better do some of that now then. I better do some of that now, lest we forget it. Fervent prayer. Luke gives us an illustration in Luke chapter 18 of a widow and an unjust judge. You ever heard of that? You ever heard that? The widow and the unjust judge. She come and said, you know what, I've got, I've got a case you need to look at, judge. I ain't got time for you. Get out of here. I mean, that's typically, basically what was said. Judge, I got this them again. Judge, I got a case you need to hear. The Bible said that the judge didn't regard God or man. And the widow kept coming. She kept coming. Kept coming. I've got a case you need to hear. I got a case you need to look at. I need a case. Here's a case that you need to decide on. Here's a case you need to fix. The effectual, fervent prayer of a righteous man availeth much. Effective, fervent prayer. Fervent prayer. You know what the unjust judge said after she kept coming again and again and again? You know, some people, they get the idea and they won't come back. She kept coming back. you got to hear this case. you got to hear <laughs> Hallelujah. A fervent prayer. Unless I hear her, unless she's going to worry me to death. Look at it. I mean, it's in the Scripture. She's going to, oh, Sister Powell, we need to worry God a little bit with our prayer. Praise God. Oh, I prayed one time for it. Pray again. Pray again. Pray again. Pray again. Pray again. Well, listen, Jesus prayed more than one time for the same thing. It's in the Word. Jesus, keep right on pressing. Do you want it bad enough? Keep right on pressing. Keep on being fervent. Unless she worry me to death, I'm going to hear her case. I'm going to take a, thank you, Lord. And then he said after that, he said, Will not the God of all the earth hear his elect when they call out to him when? Day and night. God, I need you. God, please help me. God, I this needs your attention. Oh, somebody jump over. Hallelujah. 
God loves you. He cares for you. Uh, and if you need something for Him, call on Him. Uh, if it don't come the first time, call on Him again. Uh, if it don't happen, then call again. Hallelujah. Margie Jordan prayed for Elmer Jordan, my dad and my mom. Uh, amen. Together, she prayed for him again, day and night, day and night, day and night. Uh, and I don't know when they got married. Uh, let's say that he was in his 30s. Uh, it was younger than that, uh, but let's say that. Uh, and then when he was 51 years old, uh, he came in the Church of God doors of uh, Bailey, North Carolina, and he came down to the altar, and he gave his heart and his life to Jesus Christ uh, because Margie Jonah kept right I don't pray. God save my husband. God save my husband. Amen. And amen. And amen. And that brother Gene Rice tells this illustration, Sister Sugar, of a gentleman that was real bad, deathly sick. Was taken to the hospital, his wife with him, and he suffered for a while, but died there in the hospital. They pulled the sheet up over him, and uh, she requested to stay and sit with him. Whew, glory, I feel glory. Hallelujah. I, I wish you were up there now, but that's all. Hallelujah. I'll control myself. She sat with him. She prayed. She called on God. Listen now, how many other times had she prayed for this sick man? How many weeks had she prayed for this sick man? How many months had she prayed? But she kept right on praying. She kept right on praying. Praise God. In a little while, after having pulled the sheet over her husband's face, he was dead, and they pronounced him so. In a little bit, she came running. This is Jean Rice telling the story. She come running through the halls of, of that hospital and, and her hands raised and, and probably shouting and praising God. And they thought she had lost her mind. Oh, my, the trauma of it all has ruined you. Oh, Lord, we've got to give you something to calm you down. We've got to put, uh, give you a set. Will you take this? Get ready to turn me off. Hallelujah. I've been wanting to do that a long time. She said, you don't need to give me anything to calm me down. You don't need to give me anything for my... Oh, somebody jump over to church with the preacher. You don't need to say anything to me. Uh, just understand this. Uh, I'm going home and I'm taking my husband. Uh, oh, no, he's dead. He's oh, Lord, that's what's wrong with you. You're upset. Uh, no, my husband's in that room there putting his shoes on. Uh, we're going home. Hallelujah. Why? Why is it? Why is that happening? Why is that taking place? Because she was fervent in her prayer. Because she prayed. And this is what she said God promised her. God, you need to raise him up. Because God, you promised me you would not take him until you saved him. Hallelujah. I want to tell you, prayer is all right. And prayer Power. Thank you, Lord. Whew. If anybody's ever been healed, 
Don't let the devil knock you down the next time you pray seven times and nothing's happened. Pastor said to us last week, microwave society. We want it now. We want it done in a hurry. And if it's not done, oh, wonder what's happening. Wonder who's sinned. Wonder who ain't close to God. Wonder who wasn't praying. The Bible said any two agree as touching one thing shall be done. If it doesn't happen, we look at one another, wonder which one was not right. Wonder which one ain't up to par. Wonder which one ain't close to God. I want to tell you we need to quit wondering and quit worrying up and just do what God said. Pray! Glory! Hallelujah! The devil cheats us out of many blessings when he gets us to ponder on why and ponder on if and ponder on when, but just pray! 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 God has, God, God has knowledge of what you have need of. God knows what you need. Keep praying! Keep praying! Keep praying! Anybody ever worked a job you didn't like? You kept going back day after day. Maybe eventually you did quit and get you something different, but you kept going right on back, right on back. Brother Mike, for about, oh, was it three, four months? I'll be glad when I can get out of here. I'll be glad when I can get out of here. He, he told us again and again on Wednesday night, you remember Sister Hayden, where the, he said, my retirement is just... You know, it's three months and two days and 19 hours. Praise God, I'm just ready to get out of here. But you kept going back until it was retirement day. You kept going back, amen. Praise God, folks, the devil wants to discourage me. He wants to discourage you. He wants to keep us from calling on God. But I want you to understand, God will hear you, and God will answer your prayer. Hallelujah. And when it's not microwave, I know the Bible in, in the New Testament alone, 80 times immediately. Well, straightway and forthwith, same thing. It's the same definition. 80 times. Immediately. Yeah, God does stuff immediately. But sometimes uh, he may have a better and a greater purpose. He, Glory! God, why didn't you heal my mother? She had last week, a couple of weeks ago, for uh, day after day, not every day, but day after day. Former member calling, requesting prayer for dad. And I pastored that man, his wife and his child for a few years. And we prayed. And they prayed. And others prayed, but he died. He died. I want to tell you something, friend. God will answer your prayer. And while you're waiting on it, just don't be weary. Oh, wait on the Lord. Pastor said you'll mount up with wings. Like an eagle. You'll soar over it all. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Keep on keeping on. Keep on praying. Uh, amen, amen. Uh, it may be that God's greater purpose is uh, that when di dear, uh, Dad died, uh, uh, that was somebody there 
at the graveside uh, that did not know Jesus Christ uh, but knew the life that he lived, uh, knew the life that others lived, uh, and said, it's time now for me uh, to call on God. It's time for me to get read and right. Uh, amen. God will answer your prayer, uh, and sometimes he may have a greater purpose than we do. He said, my ways are not your ways. <laughs> My ways are not your ways. And where were you? And that's in Isaiah chapter 40. Pastor gave us last week. Where were you? Who's like me? Who could do it any better than me? Who's different? Who can compare to me? You know, Job, where were you whenever I created everything? Amen? Praise God. Keep on praying. Does anybody remember Abraham, the father of the faithful, father of many nations? Name was changed just to make his name sound just like the idea of many nations, from Abram to Abraham. As long as Abraham prayed, God gave mercy. God, what if there's 50? Are you going to? Somebody jump over the church with this preacher. Hallelujah. God, suppose there's 50 there that are righteous. You're not going to destroy the righteous with the wicked, are you? Will not the judge of all the earth do right? God said, okay, if there's 50, I'll spare. Well, well, well God, maybe, maybe there lacks five. Maybe there's 45. Lord, what, what do you say? Okay, for 45, I'll say. What about 40, Lord? Now, he, he's continuing to ask. He's continuing to pray. He's continuing to press. He's continuing fervently. And God, every time, shows mercy. Turn me off, will you? Thank you, Lord Jesus. It didn't last but a second or two, just a few seconds. Suppose there's 30. Suppose there's 20. Every time, God is showing mercy until it came all the way down from 50 down to 10. And God said, okay, for 10. And then Abraham left off praying. And so God goes down. Sodom and Gomorrah can't find ten. Tried to tried to round them up. Tried to find those that would, and couldn't find ten, and he destroyed the city of Sodom and Gomorrah. Listen, God wants us to call on Him. God wants us to pray. God wants us to ask. Do you remember in Exodus chapter thirty-two and verse ten, the Bible tells us in Exodus thirty-two and ten. That this is what God said to Moses. Let me alone. God, you're not going to destroy the people that you just brought them out of Egypt. What are the nations going to say? They're going to say that by mischief you brought them out here, that they die in the wilderness. <laughs> God said, I don't care. They made a golden calf. I'll kill every one of them. Get out of my way. Leave me alone. Get out of my way. 
it's said that the Chaldean version of this, leave off praying. Leave off praying. <laughs> so what God was saying, leave me alone. Quit praying. Quit begging for them, and I'll kill them. Can't do anything until you leave me alone. Well, 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 okay, the angels down in Sodom and, and Gomorrah went down and said, Lot, get your wife, your two kids, we can't find ten, get, get those, get your two girls there and your, and your wife and get out. What did the, what did the angels say? Because we can't do anything until you're gone. I want to tell you, folks, prayer will stop the mouth of the lions. Prayer will quench the fire that you walk through. Prayer will change a nation. Prayer will change people. There's nothing more important than prayer. Queen Mary of Scots said, I fear John Knox's prayers more than an army of ten thousand men. <laughs> Turn me off. What? But I want to tell you something. God will hear and answer your prayer. First Corinthians 4.10 Hezekiah was given a message from Isaiah. Set your house in order. God's going to take you. It's time for you to go. Go. Get everything set. Get everything in order. Get your wheel straightened out. Get everything sorted. Do this, do this. Get everything together because you're about to die. Has it, the Bible said that Hezekiah turned his face to the wall and he said, God, remember. Woo! <laughs> Hallelujah! God, remember! how I've lived before you. Remember how I've done your will. <laughs> Remember how I've loved you and your word. Remember. And he prayed so fervently until God stopped Isaiah in the courtyard, said, got another message for you. Go back and give Hezekiah this message that I've heard his prayer. And I'm going to add 15 years. Can I visit with you a minute before I finish up? I don't have but another hour. But understand that God is in charge. That God created the world and he created man. I love it and pastor told you a few weeks ago that I love that scripture, the first scripture of the Bible. But I put a period before they do, those that wrote it because the Bible said the first verse in all of the Bible in the beginning God. Now I put a period there. I understand that he created the universe, he made the heavens, he made the earth, he made man and everything that creeped, he made everything, saw it was good, very good after he made woman. 
But I don't care what you put up there, what doctrine or idea you come up with, whatever you may say, the way the, oh, there was a particle of, of dust. And they say it dust, not like we know dust under the bed where Tony sweeps out every Saturday. That's not the dust we're talking about, but a dust, they say, out there in that particle of dust just attracted other particles of dust uh, and other particles of dust. Uh, and then we got an earth. Well, throw you up a particle and get you another earth if you want it. Amen. I don't believe it. I, I just know this in the beginning. Well, the earth is 6,900,000,000,000 years old. I don't care how old the earth is. I don't care what archaeologists say. In the beginning, God. So God loves you. He cares for you. He made us. When you were born, friend, when each of us were born, about 60,000 miles of arteries, veins, and capillaries, six I'm sorry, 60,000 miles. 60,000 miles. By the time you get old as I am, and some of you may never make it, we have 100,000 miles of arteries, veins, capillaries. Who did that? Darwin didn't do that. Fred didn't do that. God did that. It was good enough to me that He saved me from my sin. Now, praise God. First John, I'm going to forget all the others. First John, we're going to read a couple of scriptures and maybe mention a couple of others because it's probably time to go. 1 John 3.22. 1 John 3.22, And whatsoever we ask, we receive of Him. Why do we receive that stuff that we ask for? Because we keep His commandments. And do those things that are pleasing in His sight. You see why God don't hear sinners? They don't do what's pleasing in His sight. They don't keep His commandments. But if we keep His commandments, ask whatever you will, you'll receive it. When you do those things that are pleasing in His sight. The same First John chapter 5, 14, and 15. And this is the confidence we have in Him, that if we ask anything according to His will, He heareth us. Verse 19. And if we know that He hear us, whatsoever we ask we know that we have 
the petitions that we desire of him. Because he loves us. He's our God. We need to not use valuable time questioning why, but praying for. Job 19 and 25. We all know this scripture. Job is one of the older patriarchs. He might have been during the time of Abraham, after Abraham. We know that, uh, was it Issachar that had a son named Job? But that was, that was the only mention of that Job. Job later on, that, or in the book later on, but he was an older patriarch. But said this, never having known Jesus, never having seen Jesus, he said, I know, I know that my Redeemer lives. He went on to say other things about that, but let me bring another Job verse to you in your attention. Job 13, 15. Though he slay me, yet will I trust him. Glory. We ought to just do it. Sister Shuggy, just do it. Quit analyzing it. I don't know why God wouldn't do something. I don't know why faith. Jesus, your disciples, you gave them power over devils. But we brought one to them and they couldn't heal him. Why couldn't they? About three verses later, it said, because of their unbelief. Jesus asked the question, when I come back, shall I find faith. Listen, folks, the devil wants us to doubt. Oh, I believe they're wretched and awful sins, uh, but the one that is paramount and the one that I put at the top of this for Larry Jordan, not for others, but for Larry Jordan, the greatest of all sins is doubting God and His Word. Just do it! pastor of mine before I started pastoring myself. Had a daughter. William K. Howell had a daughter named Gail. And, and a couple other daughters or one other and then a son. And said all you had to do was say to Gail go to the store. And he said often she would be out the door for, before she knew what she was going for. She was just believed it. Just ready. Abraham was said, uh, told by God, God, God said to Abraham, get out of here and go where I'll show you. He just started walking. Folks, we need to put our faith in God because I want to tell you, when the devil can get you confused, when he can get me confused, when he can get me worried, when he can get me concerned that God ain't, well, maybe I've done something wrong, haven't acted like, haven't done those things that are pleasing in his sight. If he gets us to spend and in my case, waste time on that rather than pray.
Do you reckon God may be saying to me and you, even if I don't bring you out, I will see you through. He said to Paul, when Paul asked him, he said, I've prayed more than once. I've prayed more than twice. I've prayed at least three times. And he said, what I'm praying for hasn't happened yet. And then God said, or Jesus, the words in red, my grace is sufficient. Brother Mike, I hadn't turned but two pages. I've got 15 or so, so let's do it another time. What do you say? Why don't we just believe God? Trust Him because it's in here. It's in here. It's in here. And if the prayer answer is not microwave to suit me it ain't nothing that God's done and if it's nothing that I've done then it's on the way brother Mike wait a minute wait a minute I gotta do that when I said that brother Mike somebody turn to Isaiah cause I pulled it out I do wanna do that one Isaiah 65 24 is anybody there Isaiah 65, 24, and I'll quit. I really will. I'll just many more, but Isaiah 65, 24. It shall come to pass that before you call, I will answer. And God that is near to you shall speak. Sister Powell, before you call, and while you're still seeking, God said, I'll answer it. The answer is already. The answer is already on the way. Daniel, I had a little trouble getting here, but I heard you the first time you prayed. Would you stand? Hallelujah. Let's talk to God. Let's pray. Let's seek the Lord. Let's believe Him. Let's trust Him. Prayer is power. Prayer is the surest remedy against the devil. Prayer will consume sin. Prayer will draw us near to the Lord. Father, as we come to the close of this service, I pray that your word would sink deep into our hearts and that we would receive. And Father, that we would not use our time questioning, but praying. Lifting one another up. Blessing somebody because the grace of God is sufficient.
in life, we know that things don't always work out like we'd like for it to. But God, all things are in your hand. You're the master. There's none like you. No one can replace you. No one is greater. You're the awesome God. You're the God that is only good. You're our God. You're our hope. You're our strength. Go with us. Keep us. Love us. Bring us back at the time appointed. And we will bless your name. We will praise you for all. For we ask it in Jesus' name. Amen. Would you fellowship one with another? Tell one another how much you appreciate it.